Welcome to the Realmcast. Podcast, the original Mortal Kombat podcast, bringing you well-known and significant members of the Mortal Kombat community. I am your host, the Mortal Kombat Phantom, and with me, as always, is my co-host Yanni. Welcome, Yanni. Thank you, Phantom. And today, we would like to introduce Liz Malecki, also known in the Mortal Kombat community as the original Sonya Blade. Welcome, Liz. Thank you. It's great to be here, Liz. Thank you so much for joining us. We're super excited to have you, and it's good to see you again. So, yeah, thank you. Good to see you too. So, you know, usually we like to kind of ask our our guests a little bit about their history before Mortal Kombat and, you know, kind of talk about their how they were introduced to Mortal Kombat and things like that. But before we get started, who was your for- favorite Mortal Kombat character or do you have a favorite? Oh, me, of course. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that. <laughs> that's the answer I always hope to hear, you know, if somebody's actually played the character, they, they've got to have that bond with them. So that's good to hear. <laughs> of course, yes. Well, I created her in a sense, so it's that's why it's my favorite. All Next right. to it would be Johnny Cage. Is that what we had so much fun? I like how that's fitting in many ways, actually. So, which we can talk about. <laughs> you obviously portrayed Sony in the first game. Have you got any favorite games? And would that happen to be Mortal Kombat One itself, or? Yeah, I mean, I really didn't play the other games, so I just played Mortal Mortal Kombat One and Two, and after that, I pretty much didn't even play. And I didn't play them that much even back then. So. You know, kind of going backwards before, you know, you start working on Mortal Kombat. You're British, is that correct? No. <laughs> That's funny because, uh, yeah, we, we looked up online and one of the references has you listed as being born in London. And so <laughs> we weren't too sure about that. <laughs> well, that's not true. I, somebody put that on Wikipedia, and I, I think it's because the Sonya Blade character is born in London, but I was not born in London. That's actually funny. <laughs> in Illinois. Okay. So uh, how did you end up getting involved with this? I mean, you, you have a degree in ballet, is that correct? And fine arts, yes, and dance. Okay. So how did you end up from, you know, studying fine arts in, in Illinois to being involved in the Mortal Kombat franchise and kind of setting this precedence for Sonya Blade? <laughs> well, I was working at a health club in Chicago called Lakeshore Athletic Club, and I was teaching fitness classes there, all sorts of different types of fitness classes, and that was the same health club where all the other Mortal Kombat characters, well, they weren't Mortal Kombat characters yet. They they were all martial arts, martial arts classes. This was a massive health club that had everything from tanning booths to racquetball courts and tennis courts and pools and weight rooms, aerobic studios, all of that. So um, Dan Pacina and the rest were teaching martial arts classes there, and I taught the fitness classes. And I was taking, I think it was Dan's martial arts class at the time when he and his, he and the rest of them decided they would try to experiment with this idea of filming themselves doing martial arts and see if they could digitize it and put it into a game. And they just asked me to join in on it. So that's how it all started. So you're actually taking part in dance classes at the time then. So you actually yes. had a bit of martial arts experience too going into yes. this. Yes, I did. So it was actually, uh, you know, the, the martial arts, the other characters that reached out to you because you were kind of had a, a, a relationship established at that time, like with, with uh, yeah. Daniel Pacina and the others? Yeah, well, I mean, we were co-workers. We were all employees of the health club. So we saw each other, you know, at work, basically. You were know? you working there full time? Is, is that what you did? For a living? Let's see. At that time, no, I was working in the in the financial business, and oh, I was interesting. the aerobic classes after work and on Saturdays. So I only worked there part time. Gotcha. So you actually did financing and aerobics, and that's such a different concept of Sonya Blade than <laughs> how the end character ended up being. 
I know. Well, that's the fun of it, I guess. <laughs> so actually about that then. So obviously starting off with Sonia Blade, you, you gave her more of a, well, an aerobics focused design even, but personas as well. So was there any discussion at that point in time when, you know, the creation of the character was taking place as to how she would possibly be more militaristic or was that just sort of a bit of backstory added after you'd portrayed her? I'm not sure. The story was already created. I mean, that, that piece of the story was already created that she, Sonia Blade was in the special forces in the military. So that, that part was already figured out. I don't remember how it came from there, but it, it was already established what kind of a character Sonia Blade would be. Did you end up, was that your outfit that you ended up bringing to it or was it something that the studio, oh, was it? So this is something that you actually worked out in? Yeah, I, well, I didn't work out in that outfit, but it was similar. <laughs> that's what we wore back then when we were teaching exercise classes and then I just try to so I mean it's the kind of thing that we wore at the exercise classes and then I I I don't remember how we did it but anyway so I just added the other pieces to try to make it look like kind of martial arts looking and kind of militaristic I guess cool did did you have any kind of inspirations when you were portraying this character or was it just kind of a, a script that was handed over to you and like do it like this no, there there wasn't a script there at at time that I knew of or that I can remember. Well, you managed to hit that, as we said, militaristic uh, sort of tone. You had a very commanding presence in Mortal Kombat One, like from the stance to the fighting style, and especially in the promo material as well. Was was that as a result of like your own input as well, or was that influenced by any of your colleagues around at the time or directions given? Well, Dan Pacina wanted the character of Sonya Blade to just be very, very strong, both physically and, I guess, personality-wise and character as, you know, the a very strong female that was, uh, you know, a strong fighter, I guess that was oh. all I could say, you know. But given that she was in the special forces in the army, she'd have to kind of like what later was like G.I. Jane you know yeah. that's I don't remember if that was around at the time now but that's kind of how I I sort of thought about it that she's kind of like G.I. Jane you know keeping up with all the guys doing whatever they could do push-ups chin-ups shooting fighting the whole the whole thing not in a girl in a how about, because you mentioned, obviously, Dan Pazino was helping out with how he, he was, well, with the portrayal of the character. How about Edwin and John Tobias? Did they give you any sort of direction with how to portray the character, too? No, not that I can remember. The costume itself. You said you brought a lot of these pieces to the set. Did you feel like it characterized this character that you're trying to portray? Yeah, I, I just, I don't actually remember precisely how it came about. I really don't. That's okay. It's been a, what, 30 years now. So, I'm very curious just on this topic, because we're talking about the costume and all, and obviously, you know, you gave it your own sort of spin. You tried to make it more martial artsy, but it was your really, not your aerobics outfit, but what you were teaching in kind of. So would, if you could go back with, was there anything that you were sort of considering adding to it or what that you would have liked to have changed to it? Maybe I guess just make it more authentic because. Those things on my wrist are just like sweat sweatbands that you use in tennis. <laughs> That's all it is. No, and I just bought a sash and put it around my waist and another one around my head. I mean, it would, you know, you have to re- remember that this was just being created as we did it. As you, it, it, yeah. it, was, it was all just brainstorming among us. Dan and I especially... I mean, the other guys were involved too, but they weren't around when Dan and I were working on my character, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, it was just, who thought this would be what it, what it became. So yeah, it was, really just, um, experimenting and goofing around. I mean, 
probably if we had to do it again, we'd make it all, all real, you know, real authentic military accessories at least or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. And the shoes, I mean, that was also <laughs> like a cross between martial arts shoes and workout shoes. It was, it was just for the moment stuff, you know. Did did you bring your aerobic experience into the game itself? I mean, you know, Sony had special moves like her leg grab and things like that. Did this come from your own agility or how, how did those type of things develop? Oh, that was actually, the leg grab move was from a, a dance that I had done, a modern dance piece that was, it was when I was at University of Illinois in the dance department and we had a guest uh, dancer from New York come and she created this, she had us create this work. Believe it or not, what we had to do was learn this series of hand things. And then we were supposed to, and she taught us that it was give it, you know, it was just kind of weird stuff, like whatever. And <laughs> hands and arms. And then the assignment was for each of us to recreate those hand moves into our whole body. And so, you know, and it became a piece that we won competitions from. And cool. it, so one of those moves turned out, my interpretation of a hand move turned out to be a handstand where the legs would come back and up again, which ended up uh. being that throw. Oh, wow. And so that was, that's where it came from. I, I didn't create it at the time of Mortal Kombat. I had created it before, but it was something I could do. So that when Dan said something like, you know, think of a unique special move that you can do. And that's when I, I just did that one. And that ended up being like a big part of the game. Obviously. Yeah, that's her iconic you move. move. Over and over again, if you're playing Sonya Blade, you you really <laughs> got a lot of points and absolutely <laughs> win. So I, I think I remember a video. I'm, I'm not sure when this was posted. It could have been years ago, but it was sort of like the behind the scenes of you actually doing the leg grab. And I think yeah. you had to hold it for a sec. I remember, I think it was something along the, the lines of Ed or John saying to you that you need to hold it for a second longer because you were pulling the back, you were pulling back too fast and you had to hold yeah. it there so that they could actually capture the frames. Right, right. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's somewhere on, on online somewhere. I don't know if it's, a, it's on YouTube somewhere, I think, oh. what, you're, what you're referring to. That's so interesting to think about how it sort of evolved since then, actually. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's where that's where it came from. It was a, one of the things that I had to do in that in that that dance that we created in college. Wow. Can, can do you remember what the actual hand movements were? No, I can't. I was thinking about that the other day when I when I was trying to think about how did how did that come come about. But I, I couldn't, I don't remember the hand movements. I don't remember the name of the the guest dance instructor that came from New York. And I just don't remember it. But yeah. it was really cool. And she chose from our entire class, she chose, I think it was five of us. And she mm-hmm. thought our, our interpretation of those hand moves was the most unique. And it was three or five of us. And then she then put up all of us one after another together and then that was the final piece as the as each of us did the interpretation that she liked the laws that she put them together so sometimes you'd be alone or there'd be one of us doing something and the other one doing their version and so on and then that was how that was it we won the competition from that that's cool yeah. how about with another move then you Obviously, with Mortal Kombat, we have the fatalities. And I remember hearing a story that you were asked about what you think you could make for like a fatality. And you said, well, well why do I have to do anything violent? And I think that's where the sort of kiss of death came from. Is that the case? I know that's so, I don't remember. I don't remember that. I've seen, I know Dan has mentioned that, so I'm sure it was true. I was probably joking around, knowing me. <laughs> violent, you know, I, I don't <laughs> Sure, it was joking. Anyway, I don't. And so then I think Dan came up with that of death. <laughs> really fun. 
going back to the the leg grab, I, I think on a previous episode, I think Daniel mentioned that he kept kind of getting kicked in the face while trying to hold your legs <laughs> for that move. Did did you suffer any kind of injuries or anything like that throughout filming? Oh no, no that at all. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's what we want. <laughs> Very straightforward, and no other challenges maybe that were posed to you throughout the record. No, no, I don't think so. Well, we just for, for did move. It, you know, piece by piece, you know, Dan had an, I think that I, I was, I'm quite sure it was the last character. So they are to be created. So I think they already had a plan of the, the different moves, you know, the, the uppercut and the high punches, the low punches, the high kicks, low kicks. They had them pretty much set uh, <laughs> before me, except for the special moves. Okay. The, the special moves most likely seem to have sort of stemmed from each mocap or each actor, such as yourself, right. and your your strengths and what you were able to do, and then they sort of went with that. Yeah. So we've seen a lot of, you know, behind-the-scene footage and things like that throughout the years. As we mentioned, you know, this game's 30 years old at this point. Like, this, this year is its 30-year anniversary. So what was it like working with the rest of the cast? I mean, it looks like you guys had a blast. Well, they're... Those guys, you know, they're boyhood friends, so they're always entertaining themselves. I mean, they they're, they got their own thing going on, and it's always, they're entertaining each other, cracking each other up all the time, making everybody laugh. I mean, they're, they're, they're the show, really. I just <laughs> kind of go along with whatever's happening. <laughs> I, I found some footage earlier this week of, when you guys were doing your promo tours and one of the shows you ended up on was Games Master and you actually fought Daniel Pacina in Mortal Kombat 1 and you did pretty well for yourself. I'm just going to say that. Like, <laughs> I, I I didn't expect you to play as well as you did and you ended up beating Danny at the game. I'm sure that it was all just luck. Trust me. <laughs> you can't love what Delay. You did that leg grab move quite a few times, and <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was cool to watch you guys play, but then a as I'm watching, I'm, I'm silently judging your techniques, and I'm like, oh, look at her go. I still have that game. I just found the game. Oh, no way. Old... <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know if it has any, if it works, because I don't have the batteries. Oh, but wow. I, I, I practiced on this little game the whole flight <laughs> out from Chicago to London over and over and over and over and over again because I didn't know how to play. So, so it was was that your first time really playing it like consecutively or did you? Yes. That's cool. Okay. Well, I mean, wow. I played it in the arcade a few times. Uh -huh. <laughs> but to be honest, sometimes if I went to the arcade, people would be sort of stalking, not in a bad way, but yeah. there were people around because I was there. And then I was even more embarrassed to play, to play the game because <laughs> I didn't go out. So I didn't want people saying, oh my God, there's Sonya Blade. And then, wow, but she can't play. So yeah. I didn't play too much in the arcade, so, but I would play it at home because... <laughs> try to figure out how is this done you know that's hilarious and then you ended up beating danny live in front of <laughs> however many people have seen that video now during the show they actually gave you a trophy is that something you got to keep or, or what exactly was it because you know it's an older video so you can't tell oh my god they did <laughs> what oh i don't know who's i think i don't have it oh really oh <laughs> i I don't have that. <laughs> I, I guess probably Dan has it. Okay. You know, so re as we mentioned, this year at the time of recording is Mortal Kombat's 30th anniversary. And you and the rest of the Mortal Kombat cast actually all reunited at Collector Maze's Level Up ICT Con for the 30th anniversary. How was it? Did you enjoy yourself? Oh, yeah. I always enjoy myself at those things. Yeah. I mean, like, you haven't made a lot of appearances as the Sony actor. I mean, I think the last time might have been the 25th anniversary. Is that right? Or No, there was a couple in between, but not a lot. It's true. I was in Phoenix a couple of years ago. Maybe. Why is it that you don't present at more of these conventions and things like that? Well, the main reason is that 
I work as a nurse and I'm almost always working weekends. Oh, my, okay. Or right. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mm-hmm. So that if I get a call to attend one of these events, I have to get off of work in order okay. to do it. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard to get off of work. I mean, you have to find someone to to switch with. Mm-hmm. So it's very difficult to get someone to work Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Gotcha. You know, yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm stuck. You know, I just can't get off. I can't get off work, basically. How did Sonia Blade go from working in finance, becoming an aerobic instructor, to becoming a nurse, a medic? When I was in the financial business was in the, um, starting in 87, mm-hmm. And that's when there was a couple big market crashes. So I was, I was a newly hired, newly hired at the options, options exchange in Chicago uh-huh. and the market crash in 87 was huge and awful. And men lost their homes. Traders lost their homes because of it. And so, and I was laid off because I was one of the newest employees. So uh-huh. then I went on to move to Seattle and I worked for another financial company, basically Five, I worked for five companies in five years because of the results of the crash of 87 and what it did to the financial industry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so what I decided is as much as I wanted to be a trader, that was the financial goal was to be an options trader. But when I lost five jobs in five years, I thought that what, you know, I thought, well, what career can I go into where I'll always be needed? And that was to become a nurse. Mm. So yeah. that's how, that's the, this strange connection makes more sense when you think of it from my position. Mm, yeah. Like, yeah, that's how it all has been. Were you actually, when you were doing the aerobics instructor, you had mentioned that you were working in financial. So this wasn't like a in-between position or anything like that? The aerobics classes or mm-hmm. the financial? The, the, the yeah, aerobics. The, yeah, well, before I went into the financial business, I was a personal trainer and I taught ice classes full-time between the two of them. That was full-time. And then I went, got in because I knew of a trader at the, again, at Lakeshore Athletic Club, the same club where we all got together. He offered me a job on the options exchange. So then I went to part-time teaching the exercise classes just three or four times a week because I was learning. The plan was to learn to become an options trader at the BOE in Chicago. And so then I switched to being a part-time instructor because I was full-time working in financial business. Okay. Was was there no option or that you maybe considered even to continue on in motion capture or anything since you'd already had experience at that point? Well, it wasn't going, as far as I know, it wasn't happening back then. Yeah, I guess it would have been, well, at least with Midway and Mortal Kombat 4, right? That they started that sort of thing up. Yeah, I mean, the, the motion capture is a more recent thing. Yeah, I mean, sorry, I should have worded that better, but I mean to have continued on in the gaming industry in the fashion that you did in portraying Sony at first and then moving forward throughout the yeah. industry. Well, it just didn't, I guess there just didn't seem to be any anything else. Mm-hmm. Okay. In my awareness, there, there wasn't anything else to to do, or I don't know. I wanted to be an options trader, basically. Fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> you had you had that that the path you'd chosen and you tried to go with it. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and and more comic at the time, just my involvement in it seemed to be sort of flash in the pan. Like it was a big mm. pop. It was really exciting, but I guess I didn't realize the full effect of it that it was going to you know continue on like it has at the time. Yeah. You know, back then it didn't seem like it was going to continue to be such an amazing thing. Like it would be great and then everyone would forget about it, you know? So who thought? Were you asked at all to come back from Mortal Kombat 2? I mean, I know your your image sprite is kind of in there, but as a, as a character? No, because they were, the idea was to have a different female from Mortal Kombat 2. Uh, basically. Was this communicated to you ahead of time? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. there was a project that, that we're just going to, use a different 
it's in a sense, I guess, like the, the same concept, like four male characters and one female, but then they just, just chose a different one, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So what was your opinion then on Mortal Kombat 1? Looking back on it, obviously you're not much of a gamer yourself, but like when you look back on it, are you happy to see how it is? And or you've already mentioned how cra kind of crazy it is that it's blown up to what it is nowadays. Oh, I'm, I mean, it was, who would have thought? I mean, who, I mean, when you think about it, I first had wanted to be a dancer, <laughs> but that didn't end up turning out. Then I wanted to be an option strayer and that didn't turn out. And then here I am, Sonia Blade. That's like <laughs> famous and I wasn't even trying. I mean, it's just so, so weird. You know, you work at things in your life and you want to be something, but something else comes by in the meantime. It's something you just never expected. And yeah. that's just, just a big surprise to me. And it continues to be a huge surprise whenever I go to these comic cons and see how many people are there. It's just amazing to me. I never can, I never quite grasp how important it is to a lot of, you know, people that are, are gamers, especially from that time. I mean, you're well, talking yeah, I mean, like, right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You, you guys are basically, you know, the same level of, as actors that everybody goes out to see because you were acting in the game. So it's, it's yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. Well. So at some point in the middle of all this, you, as well as Philip Bon and Catlin Rodriguez, filed a lawsuit against Midway Games. When did this occur within, you know, your timeline of Mortal Kombat 1 and, and everything? I think it was, I think it was during Mortal Kombat 2. Okay. Or just after, I think it coincided with this, the the rumor of the movie being made or the movie was made. Mm -hmm. I think the movie was not made yet. Mm -hmm. And so we we were promised fina financial, more money for mm -hmm. the making of Mortal Kombat by Midway. And they didn't, they didn't come, they, they, they didn't follow up with that. They didn't, and so we started filing a lawsuit against them, and that's the other reason that I'm not involved in the other Mortal Kombat games. You know, okay. we were, we were because they they kept claiming. I mean, it would have been fine if they would have shared the the money that was made with us, or <laughs> the ones doing it and creating it. We don't need to get all the money because they put it together in the game and they advertised it, you know. So, of course, they're entitled to money, too. But it it should have been some amount coming to us, too. <laughs> and so that we were, if I remember correctly, we were, our lawsuit was in regards to intellectual property violation. Uh -huh. The ideas were mostly from Dan Pacina. And with the input of, of the rest of us, like I said, like my leg grab move, uh -huh. you know, that came out of my experience and my, my head, uh -huh. you know, and we used it for a move in the game. So we weren't, you know, we felt entitled to be compensated financially for it. And we, we weren't. So, you know, this, as you mentioned, took place, I mean, toward most likely towards the, the end latter part of MK2's release going into Mortal Kombat 3, which is, you know, well, well we, we, you didn't reprise your role to Sonya Blade for Mortal Kombat 3. And I think the, was the lawsuit actually settled around 1997 or so? So does that mean it went on for quite a while or do you not remember? I don't remember at all. Do you think if the, uh, the, the lawsuit had never occurred that they would have brought you back in as Sonya Blade for Mortal Kombat 3? I think so because... I, I think she's one of the more popular characters. Uh -huh. yeah. uh, may not be the character people. I don't think she's a character that people choose to play in the game as much. But like when we went to London for our, our appearances there, it, the ones that were chosen were Johnny Cage and Liu Kang and Sonya Blade. Yeah. So they were the ones that were wanted there. I don't know. I, I, especially back then, it seemed like Sonya Blade was a very popular character. So it would seem like they would have brought her back. 
if we weren't in net loss. You know, eventually in in the 95 movie, your character got portrayed by Bridget Wilson. How did it feel seeing that portrayal of you on, on the big screen? See, what I think keeps happening to the Sonya Blade character is they, there seems to be a tendency to make her sexy, and that's not <laughs> a whole lot. I don't, I don't approve of that. Uh-huh. You know, I don't that. I don't think that should be the main main image. Mm-hmm. The image should be of of strength, heroism. You know, U.S. fighting for the U.S. You know, those kind of things. Again, kind of like G.I. Jane. Mm-hmm. You know, not not a not being a sexy character first, and that's. I think that the the character, the actress who played Sonya Blade was beautiful and and sexy. <laughs> so, I, I they, to me that comes out to me that comes out more strongly than being a strong woman. Yeah. I guess that's interesting. I mean. Like I, I definitely do not deny the fact that she was absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> but I, I, I personally got the like myself got the vibe that she, she was still very, well, commanding. She, she, she did come across as a very powerful character. But I'm very curious as how, as to how you felt seeing your actual leg wrap being brought into the movie yeah, in the fashion. Just I don't know. Just I'm glad it made it into the movie. So, <laughs> yeah, pretty. Pretty powerful, I guess, in more ways than one. And a little bit of a crack at the end as well. <laughs> yes. I just a bit of a hold on. I just realized that that could have come across. We're just talking about a sexy woman. I mean, the crack on the neck. <laughs> oh, <I don't... laughs> just making sure. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, I know what you meant. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious now because obviously you had the lawsuit and everything and movies come out. You haven't reprised your role as Sonya Blade. Uh, is there any, or I was going to say, what's your relationship like, but is there any relationship between you and either NetherRealm Studios or Ed Boon and John Tobias at this point in time, or has there been no contact ever since? I've had no contact with any of them since the making of the game. Okay. Would you be willing to reprise your role if, if the ch- chance ever came up again? Yeah, Sure. I mean, it all would depend on the details. The devil's in the details, you know. She's right. <laughs> What's your contract's like this time? <laughs> right, right, exactly. You know, DB actually has you credited as a female trooper in Mortal Kombat X, the tenth Mortal Kombat game. I'm presuming this is a complete mislabel at that point. Is that correct? <laughs> say it again. So the IMDb, you your IMDb page has you listed as a uncredited female trooper in the one of the newer Mortal Kombat games. So I, I'm I'm judging by your previous answers that this isn't actually you. But <laughs> no, I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> unless they're taking some image from somewhere else, but I've never, I mean, I've never been contacted about that. I don't even know that what she said. Maybe. Yeah, I, I I just kind of judging by your previous answers, I I think it's probably just a mislabel on IMDb. Yeah. I don't know how that ended up there. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I let look it up. Yeah, that that would actually be interesting because that's something that's been there for quite a while now. I think. Yeah. Since yeah. since X's release. So really. That's what 2015, I, I think, Benton. Yeah, two games ago now. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, speaking of which, have you? I mean, obviously, you've mentioned that you haven't really played the games. You just played a bit of Mortal Kombat One when you really needed to. But have you actually kept up with the series in any fashion? Like, have you? checked out the latest games have you seen the latest movie or anything no i haven't and the only time i saw the new games were was when i was at the phoenix comic con which had to been in about 2000 and i don't know 19 or 18 i came out here uh-huh. i live here now but i mean uh-huh. i was in chicago still then we came out to Phoenix for that, and I saw the new Mortal Kombat games, and I was like, oh, my God. These <laughs> are so high-tech. Yeah. And Mortal Kombat, a lot of these look so primitive, you know? It's just, it's just, I couldn't believe any... It made me think all the more, how could anyone care about Mortal Kombat 1? You know? <laughs> oh. It's, so, it's, all, 
It's always funny like hearing that because now if you look back on it, it's like, well, it looks nothing like what the games look like nowadays. But back then it was it was groundbreaking, even technology wise, you know. But I, yeah, I'm very... I, yeah, we still it's the only game that, as to my understanding, the, the only game that actual people were filmed doing it. Right. I mean, the newest Mortal Kombat game or the motion capture thing. Right. Well, so someone's being filmed doing it, doing the move, but it it's like some graphics are what you finally see on this. The yeah, game. you get you get the general sort of body type. You get you you actually have an actor's face sort of put onto it later. Yeah, they three D scan them and put them into it. So it's it's similar technology to what you guys did in a way because they are getting the actual face of that person and putting it onto the. These skeletons, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so, you know, whenever we ask people uh, on the show what what their favorite game was, it's funny because a lot of the answers are the original Mortal Kombat series, like Mortal Kombat 1 or 2 or 3. Every once in a while, yeah, every once in a while, a guest will come on and they'll reference, you know, one of the newer games. But for the most part, like, it's the original trilogy that, people love uh, Yanni correct me if I'm wrong <laughs> no no you're right I mean it generally moves around between MK 1 2 and the 3 era uh, you barely get a Mortal Kombat 4 to be honest but we've had one thick and then <laughs> if there's ever going to be any other games it's either Deception or 9 I've never really heard too many yep. of the other options really so yeah it's always it, despite the fact that you know the later games have all this you know, advanced technology, we, we've evolved as, well, the series has evolved, really. Everybody still really loves the original trilogy, and despite the fact that it was an older tech, because it had something to it, you know? I'm just curious from you guys, why do you think that is? I mean, because I don't play games. I'm not a gamer, so why do you think that is? Nostalgia is a huge factor, in my opinion. And I think you and I are both the same in that regard, is that you look back on those times when you were playing when you were younger, but it's also just, it it had this vibe. The the characters and everything, yes, okay, it doesn't look as, as good as it does now, but they still looked awesome for its time. And the atmosphere of the game, the contrast between the characters and the actual backgrounds and such, there's so much to it. Yeah, and then, you know, adding on to that nostalgia thing, Mortal Kombat was designed to kind of pick up on the nostalgia of the era because... There were so many different aspects of it that were based off of other movies, you know, story plot points and things like that were kind of picked out of things that were popular at the time. And it took kind of the best of everything out there and put it into one video game with something that nobody had ever seen before. And I mean, saying just that it's just nostalgia to me is, you know, it's not giving it its full credit because this game... I'm not saying this. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it, there's so much more to it that, like, yeah, looking back on it, we're nostalgic for it, and that's why games like Mortal Kombat 9 did good, because they redid everything that was in the original series, but uh. it, it's more than that, because this game has captured everything that we loved about that era and put it into one thing, and, and people still play it. I mean, you know, the arcade machines, the little miniature arcade one-up machines, they sell out all the time every time there's a new one released. It's people still want to play Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I've made, I think, I wonder if people are still somehow picking up on the the personal nature of the uh-huh. whole the whole game, even if you can't put your finger on it for sure what it is. It's like a movie where there's a, a graphic background for scenery used versus the real scenery. Yeah. We may not really be able as, as viewers we may not be able to put our finger on it what that that's not real but we get a sense that a certain scene is powerful versus another scene do you see what i'm saying maybe yeah. people are picking up on the personality that went the realism that went into Mortal Kombat 1 even if you're not exactly sure how you know but there's just something about it Oh, for sure. I honestly think that's why the uh, 3D era didn't do as well was because they switched everything over to, you know, the 3D motion capture and stuff like that. And everybody, I mean, Mortal Kombat 3, people still love that one because it, it you know, it was, they were trying something new, but it still had that 
realism. It's like you're playing a movie, as I've heard it described before. Like, this is your movie characters, and you get to play them. Yeah. I guess that's true. <laughs> Interesting. You know, kind of speaking back on... Uh, the way that the series has evolved and stuff, did you realize that Johnny Cage and Sonny Blade en actually end up as a couple in, in the story? No, I think that's great, though, because I've had <laughs> a lot of people who love the game that would say that. And I'm trying to think of where, but they, they say to me, do you think you're, Sonya's ever going to get together with Johnny Cage? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it wasn't inevitable. Like I sometimes I've communicated with people online and and that's what they that's what they said or other people but yeah. i just found that out the other day um on the way somewhere this past weekend and <laughs> that that they got together and they have a kid a daughter yeah yep. that's right <laughs> and then sonia but correct me if i'm wrong and sonia ultimately is a hero right mm -hmm. and according to the story that she sacrificed herself and blew up a a cave or something so that her Cassie cage could get out and somebody else. So she yeah. dies. Yeah. That's basically the, what happens at the beginning of the uh, latest game actually, okay. which is funny because she dies and then immediately there's like this whole time merger thing and the younger version of Sonia reappears, but this time she meets her daughter, but as a younger Sonya. Oh, really? Yeah. It's actually quite interesting for, for all the, the trouble we give to Mortal Kombat 11's story. It's, it's pretty interesting to think about. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting. I'm going to have to check it out further. I'm, I'm just curious now because you appear as, as Sonya for certain events. You don't appear all the time, but you don't keep track of, of really Mortal Kombat as a whole, you know, you're, you're not checking out the latest movies and everything, but do you ever get asked like at these events about certain things with like the later Sonya? Like, for example, we were just asking you what you think of, you know, the movie Sonya. Right. And d does that not give you any sort of sort was incentive is what I'm looking for or curiosity to check out what's happening with the character of Sonya? I, I guess I'm, I'm so out of touch. Sometimes I don't even know that anything has been going on. And then <laughs> when I find out, then, then I do get curious, but I'm, I'm basically, I'm just a very busy person. And, and so sure. I just sometimes just don't have, I don't have, I don't have time for, there's so much I have to do. I don't have time to be doing things, just that many things just for fun. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So fair enough. And I not you know what I don't have a circle of friends that do either. But that might make probably a big difference. Uh, if my circle of friends and family were into games and I'd be in touch with it that way. But I'm just kind of like in my little bubble out here in Arizona. <laughs> I'm curious, when you do go to these conventions and things like that, what's your experience been like? You know, as somebody who, as we mentioned, you're not at a lot of them, but you do tend to go from time to time. Have, what's your experience been like with the fans and things like that? Oh, that's always great. I mean, they're just, they're wonderful. I've gotten some great uh, gifts from people and they're just, I don't, I guess my experience, I feel that I'm, I'm just me and I don't feel I'm, you know, deserving of all this special treatment. <laughs> it just doesn't. <laughs> You know, I'm not really an actress, like I'm really not, you know, <laughs> it feels kind of silly to, it feels, I feel silly, I guess. I feel like I'm giving credit, give, being given a lot of credit that I don't really deserve, I guess. Well, you, know, you say like, that, but you did stamp your mark of approval with your leg wrap, right? I did. <laughs> <laughs> but I really do enjoy talking to all, all the people on we see it is even though I don't go that that often, I tend to see some of the same people again, mm -hmm. and I'm surprised at how far they they come to be a part of what we're doing and show their appreciation. What what oh. kind of gifts have you received? I'm I'm super curious now. <laughs> oh, there was. A, I wish I would have. Did I bring it here? Well, I didn't. Well, he was, I brought this one. I got this. Oh, cool. Oh. That's Funny really Blade cool. statue. 
was great. The classic also, victory pose. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sonia wins. <laughs> and I got any some dog tags, which I wore last weekend. Cool. All right. Justin, you know, like military dog tags. And someone made this great plaque for me. It was just oh. great. Do you, do you want me to grab it? I have to go. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. That'd be cool. I'm, I'm really curious to see this plaque now. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> it's huge. If it's, if it's the one I'm thinking. I'm trying to figure out the pictures on the back of the wall because I see Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah, the left one is Sonia. Oh, the left one's her favorite picture. She told me about that one. We're looking at your photos. <laughs> yeah, and that one in the, the lower middle one, that's uh-huh. the original and from magazines. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. See, it says here, I can take it off then. That's it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's, That's actually cool. a, a page from a magazine. Really? So how did you find the magazine for that? I, I don't remember. I mean, it was, I think it was a magazine. Yeah. Is it something you kind of kept all these years? Oh, yeah. So I framed it. That was back in 1993. I love it. So That's cool. I framed that, you know, that's the game page. Obviously, you know, it's yeah. the game, you know, opening game page. But this, this was, well, you know, you, you asked about Onya Blade and Johnny Cage having a kit. Uh-huh. I think that is what's written on here. It's real long, it's real long to read, but it's from... Eduardo, I can't read the writing exactly, but but he wrote this whole thing oh, wow. out. Oh, wow. Oh, cool. Who that drawing? Isn't that wow. beautiful? That's that amazing. is really cool. Yeah. yeah it's, it's pretty. He signed it. Um, I have a feeling that, that I, we, we know that. Do you uh, know that, Eduardo? Yeah, I think, think I've talked to him since then, but he's in 2017. Oh, wow. It's a beautiful piece. I love I love seeing what fans yeah. come up with. Like that's so cool. It's just gorgeous. I love it. I was gonna put that on the wall too. I just didn't get around to it yet. <laughs> yeah, I think I found it. Yeah, it's Edu. Well, I am gonna butcher this most likely. Oh, it's Edu. Cueve. Okay. Cueve? Yeah, Edu. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Cool. A huge Solia fan, so that makes perfect sense. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's really, really cool. They're very cool. creative. A question for you. Do you have any other projects that you'd like to share with our viewers or anything you'd like to mention before we let you go today? Any events maybe you might be attending at some point soon? Well, I'm very excited that I forgot someone named Scott has an arcade in uh, in the Phoenix area. Oh, and yeah, look, yeah. You, he was there last weekend. He yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, Scott, he's, he's a great guy too. So that's cool. So yeah. you're going to be seeing him more often? Well, he said he'd get in touch, so it's only we have been back but a week. So, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to that, getting in touch with him and seeing what we can do here in Arizona. And then also uh he's opening up a new arcade in Mesa. Nice. And that that sounds exciting too. I like to see what's going on with that. So is it safe to say that you're not working weekends anymore and we'll probably be seeing more, more of you at these conventions? Yes. Great. Yes. <laughs> I'm very happy about that. And my, I'm no longer working in the ICU, which was so intense. Oh, I was also injured for a while the last couple of years. So that oh. was another reason. Okay. I, uh, a foot injury. So it was a little rough doing things. But anyway, yeah. So now I'm working in an outpatient setting. So they're not even open on the weekends. Nice. So awesome. the worst would be that I have to work Friday and just get off of work on the Friday. Mm-hmm. So. So the NK community should be seeing you a lot more now. Yeah, I hope so. I don't know if anyone's still going to care after 30 years, but <laughs> I think really now, now I've got <laughs> I think the 30th anniversary has demonstrated that the fans definitely care, so don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm available now, and so I should be able to get, you know, be able to make some of these events. It'll be great on. It's great to hear. Awesome. Well, we always like to ask our guest 
if they have a favorite fatality, brutality, any finisher from Mortal Kombat. Anything on your mind? Any, I'm sorry, a fatal... A, a fatality, like, for example, the finisher kiss of move. death. Finisher move, yeah. So I'd, I'd still think the kiss of death is the best. Yeah, it's a cool one. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is impartial, it but... Yeah, I mean, I just think it was so appropriate coming from a female character that with that balance of being strong but sexy. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's just to me, that was the perfect finishing move for her to to actually blow a kiss, but when it was dead. And I love how the skeleton, the, the her opponent turns into a skeleton. And just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So Liz, where is it that our listeners can find you? I mean, if they want to, you know, kind of keep track of you, see events that you're coming to or anything like that, do you have any social media or anything like that that you like to plug? I don't look, I tried to be active on Facebook, but I don't know why I just don't like Facebook. <laughs> so okay. I, I just, I don't know. I just can't get into it ever, have, never been able to. Do people go on Twitter at all? The gamers go on Twitter because I thought a lot I'd of Mortal Kombat fans. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna try that because Facebook is just not working for me. Awesome. So I'm gonna set up some Twitter, get on Twitter and see how that that works out. When you yeah, do, be sure to let us know, and we'll add exactly. that to the description of this video when it goes live. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that'd be great. All right. Well, we'd just like to say, firstly, thank you to all of our listeners for stopping by the Realmcast. And, well, very importantly, thank you very much, Liz, for joining us on this episode. It's been such a pleasure being able to talk to you and hear from you directly after, I don't know how long it's been since you've done anything like this, if ever. Thank you so much for inviting me. This has been really fun. And I hope we can do this again another time. It's been great. I hope to be more more active with all of this from now on. We hope to see that too. That'd be great. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you. And you can find Yanni and myself, Phantom, on the Mortal Kombat group on Facebook, as well as Yanni on the Mortal Kombat meme realm, which is also on Instagram. And you can also join our official Discord channel, hosted on Mortal Kombat Online server through the link in the description, where we discuss Mortal Kombat along with our listeners. A special thanks to Uppercut Editions for their continued support. The Realmcast is the official podcast for Mortal Kombat Online. And you can catch up on all episodes of the Realmcast on YouTube, Facebook, iTunes, Spotify, and of course, MortalKombatOnline.com. Thank you. Thanks. wins.